0: Cathedrals. I always enjoy visiting them, and often when I'm on the road, I will try to make a point of to visit the local cathedral if possible, because they tend to be marked examples of architectural beauty and tasteful artistic creativity. And the parish at which my wife and I were received into the Catholic Church is a shining example of this. The Cathedral of Saint Paul in Saint Paul, Minnesota, it is truly magnificent. But one cathedral that I had the opportunity to visit took me by surprise. It far exceeded my expectations. I'll tell you where it was coming up next. Helping you grow deeper on your spiritual journey. Welcome to The Inner Life with
1: Patrick Conley.
0: Welcome to The Inner Life. I'm Patrick Conley. Happy that you have joined us for another hour of on-air and online spiritual direction. I was on the road for work and I was in Toledo, Ohio. As is my custom, I checked to see if it was a cathedral city, which of course it is. I checked the time for daily mass and was pleased to find that it worked with my schedule. I headed over and when I first caught sight of it, got my first glimpse, I got excited. Constructed, as I later learned, in a Spanish plateresque style, it is striking from the outside. I parked, got out, and wandered around the beautiful building, taking it in from various angles, and then I caught its name and patronage, Our Lady, Queen of the Most Holy Rosary Cathedral. And when I finally entered, my senses were overwhelmed with the absolute beauty of the place. Such painstaking attention had been taken to the finest detail, and all was in honor of Our Lady, and her wonderful rosary with depictions of the 20 mysteries enshrined both overhead and underfoot now to a catholic this may not seem all that odd but take a moment to think of it from the perspective of someone not of the catholic faith why why such pains taken such elaborate not to mention expensive features and attention paid to a pattern of prayer I mean, the very existence of this cathedral and, of course, so many parishes across the country and around the world reveals the great honor and reverence that Catholics pay to the gift of the Holy Rosary. Is it really worth all this hype? Well, today on the program, we're talking about the Rosary, fittingly, in this month dedicated to the Holy Rosary, and why it is of singular distinction amongst Catholic prayers. Joining us today as our spiritual director is Father Peter Armenio. Father Peter is a priest of Opus Dei and a widely sought speaker in his ministry of preaching retreats and days of recollection. Father, welcome back to the program. Thanks for joining us.
1: Patrick, great to be back, especially with the honor and privilege to speak about Our Lady's favorite prayer, probably after the Mass, obviously, which is her Holy Rosary. She has made appearances, literally, to push this beautiful devotion.
0: Yeah, well. I am excited to talk about it as well because it is certainly it has grown and continues to grow as a, as just a prayer that I have uh, growing to love and, and of its importance in my own spiritual life. So let's start with the basics father uh, what is the rosary and where does it come from and why do we pray it?
1: Well there's a little bit of history behind it um, it began with the custom among Early Christians, especially among monks and nuns who would recite, you don't have to drive downtown to work, who would recite the all 150 Psalms. Mm -hmm. All right. And obviously that took a time and some of these Irish monks, there's not too many of them around anymore, but they would do that standing in cold water. And little by little throughout, I think, the first millennium, that began to evolve since, you know, it's no easy feat to habitually pray all 150 Psalms uh, daily or often. And so it started to evolve with um, praying the Hail Mary, at least part of it. You know, half the Hail Mary is taken from the Annunciation event and the Visitation event. Mm -hmm. And... As time went by, uh, later on, early part of the second millennium, um, the rosary started to take the form it takes now, and killing, I may have probably not used that that analogy, killing two birds with one stone. Right. You're honoring Our Lady. You're clamoring to her in a prayer inspired by the Holy Spirit, literally taken out of the Gospel. And you're meditating on the word of God, which is spirit and life. Those are the mysteries of the rosary taken from the New Testament. Mm-hmm. And so, and it, and it started to take form. It started to become popular uh, among uh, the Christian faithful. And rosary stands for, it comes from the Latin word rose, and it's uh A symbol of Mary is the mystical rose, and it's just a dignified way of uh, describing the rosary. Each Hail Mary is a little rose we offer to our mother, and who's also the mother of God, queen of heaven and earth. So Mm -hmm. that's why it's called the rosary. Um, It really started to accelerate with St. Dominic Guzman, founder of the Dominicans, and he was uh, you know, a well-known preacher even in his day, in his time, and he would uh, roam around Christendom. You know, Europe was called Christendom then, and he would, he would preach the gospel. And he would uh, live very austerely. He lived uh, in a very heroic way, in a very prominent way, the virtue of poverty. And he would always have uh, his favorite gospel, even though he was familiar with the whole Bible, he was for St. Matthew. He was a man of deep prayer, deep charity, and a great preacher. That's why he founded the Order of Preachers. And in southern France, there was an heresy called Albingentian. Yeah, Albigensianism. Mm-hmm. the It started in a French village called Albi. And it wasn't, you know, you're kind of... Average heresies, you know, know, denying uh, (laughs) purgatory or I have a problem with, uh, you know, uh, the the Our Lady or, you know, some aspect of Catholic teaching. Um, Usually these heresies were in reaction to laxity and bad example and scandal. Mm -hmm. And uh, these people wanted to embrace the gospel in the purest form. All right. And uh, so, but it, it started to really deteriorate and started to become very twisted and perverted. It was, you know, pure, puritanism on tons of steroids, if you will, hmm. where they disbelieved in marriage. Uh, they saw sex, sexual relations or marital relations as intrinsically evil. And uh, if, you know, if you were part of that sect, Uh, and you got pregnant, a woman got pregnant, they would advocate um, terminating that pregnancy, abortion. Uh, we were talking early 13th century there, probably late 12th, early 13th. And they also advocated uh, same-sex union. If, if, you know, one could not uh, control his uh, desires, his lustful desires, they... If you were really an all-star there, if you fasted so much that you would die of hunger, you know, Um, since you're not called to perpetuate the human race, you know, does it really matter? I mean, that was their attitude. And they rejected the sacraments because that's not explicitly uh, revealed in the gospel. It is, uh, especially baptism and the Eucharist, but that's what they claimed. Uh, They rejected the, the, the priesthood. Again, it's not... It's not an, you can't rationalize that, but there it, it, there are circumstances where even you know in those days uh, they were not giving the best example. So that was a situation. Uh, it was very hard to eradicate that. So the Pope asked Dominic to go to southern France and preach to them, figuring that he was dressed in tatters and he was living poverty and he was very much uh, committed to the gospel. And um, that he would be the man by his example primarily and also by his eloquence that it was known all over Christendom. Mm. And he goes there, and he's a colossal failure. He's preaching, he's exhorting, and nobody converts, no one changes. And he starts to head back to Spain, and he enters in a forest in France. He falls asleep. Our Lady appears to him, I I, I think I got it right. I'm in the right neighborhood anyway. She appears to him and kind of corrects him that he did not go about evangelizing these people properly. And she said, uh, you have not prayed the rosary on behalf of these people. You haven't gone to me through the rosary for their conversion. Get back there, try again, but this time say the rosary and invite those who... Believe to say the rosary, um, and I don't know. Uh, I know Lutherans and Calvinists and uh, Presbyterians, but I've never met an Albigensian. Yeah, so you have it. Uh. It, I haven't. I haven't. So <laughs> it, that that heresy was eradicated. You know. The, also, there were penalties uh, imparted by the church, but the lion's share was through the rosary. And when that happened, the rosary started to really. Really gain a lot of momentum yeah. for the rest of the uh, second millennium, now into the third millennium.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. We're talking today about the Holy Rosary here on the program with our spiritual director, Father Peter Armenio. How has the Rosary changed your life? Is it something that you're in the habit of praying, or maybe you have questions about? It. Maybe you find it difficult to pray, and you have some questions about how to get more into the Rosary and how to uh, utilize all that this great prayer is is uh, is offering us. Give us a call: triple eight nine one four nine one four nine. Again, eight 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 nine one four nine one four nine, or send us an email at inner life at well, and this isn't the only place, Father, where the Rosary has played a pretty uh, significant role in terms of uh, helping out the the adherence to the Catholic faith. I'm thinking specifically, of course, of Lepanto and um, where we get Our Lady of Victory, and the Rosary played a key role in that as well, right?
1: Sure, absolutely. I mean, that was another uh, event that gave a, a big push uh And this was even a bigger push than Dominic because, you know, transportation and communication were very primitive. Um, But now you had a problem in Christian Europe that affected all of Europe, and that was the imminence of a Turkish takeover where, you know, now the church would be persecuted, forced to embrace Islam. Just to give a little bit of background, the Turks were the most powerful military force, in that part of the world, much more powerful than any uh, country or all of Christendom Europe, and they would, you know, circulate around the coastal, the coasts of Italy, of Spain, southern France, and kidnap little babies uh, and train them to be janissaries, you know, fanatical fighters for the Turks. Former Christians, uh, they would enslave a lot of people, and the, and those slaves would work in the galley ships. And so they were always, um, encroaching on these coastal towns and they just wreaked havoc and, trem- and dreadful fear. And that was going on for, I don't know, probably close to a, a you know, a hundred years. And another Dominican, it kind got of interesting, uh, eventually, St. Pius V. Pius V said, well, uh, you know, we have to, we need a miracle to stop these people from, you know, Killing us, kidnapping, and you know it's just a matter of time that they're going to take over Europe. And so he he started to uh, rally different you know, the Venetians, the Venetian uh, admiral, he, uh, the Spanish one, one of Austria, and then the Papal States had their own uh, navy. And so he gathered them together. He said, "Listen, I want you to invade." You want, I want you to take the offensive to stop these people because, you know, we're all going to be <laughs> shackled under the uh, yoke of Islam. Mm-hmm. And so they all agreed. And he said, we're not gonna, you're not going to do this for another year, more or less, because I want to rally all of Christendom to pray the rosary, often, if not every day. And once that you know year goes by, you're going to meet in Syracuse. I'm going to have a delegate bless you, and then you're going to attack. And that's exactly what happened. It was led by Juan of Austria. They head towards what was now southern Greek Greece, near an island called Lepanto, and they see on the horizon the Turkish fleet sh- uh, in the shape of a crescent. Uh, Juan of Austria says, "Do not attack yet. Let's all pray the rosary." In fact, he even had an image of Our Lady of Guadalupe in that in, in the flagship, and and they attacked and they were losing <laughs> mm. and then the wind sh- changed direction blinded the turks and they won that big battle oh. and at the same time the pope was pulling an all-nighter in prayer you know praying for this battle and Christendom was saved again you oh. know uh, uh, by by the rosary and so originally that feast was called our lady of victory but now it's called our lady of the rosary Right. I don't know for ecumenical reasons but I do like Our Lady of the Rosary you know because implied with the rosary is victory you know right. uh, so and that's anyway.
0: a, that's that's a great point there father that in, in both examples that you just gave I mean the rosary is a powerful weapon I mean it's been described that much uh, that way numerous times a powerful weapon against the against satan against uh, sin against death and against the devil as well so we we are uh, we are bound to be praying it, and uh, it is something that is offered to the whole of the Church as a powerful, powerful way of, uh, of combating all the things that would confront uh, the Catholic Church and the, the faith of the Gospel. Uh, let's take a phone call now. we got Ruben, who's calling in from Austin, Texas. Ruben, thanks for calling in. Welcome to The Inner Life.
2: Thank you. A uh, quick question. Uh, the saying, the rosary, does that put you in the state of grace?
1: Hmm. Uh, not necessar- it could, but not necessarily. If you're conscious or anybody's conscious of committing a mortal sin or a grievous sin, yes, say the rosary is highly recommended, and who knows, uh, God knows, uh, if you're back in the state of grace, but you you only should receive the Eucharist. You only know you're in the state of grace for sure when you go to personal confession. The church does teach. There is per- perfect confession. If you Sorry, out of love for God, uh, that could be a perfect contrition. But to receive the Eucharist, uh, you need to go to a confession uh, and confess that mortal sin to be in condition. We're all unworthy, but to be in conditions to receive the Eucharist. Hmm. Uh, but the rosary does not take the place of sacramental confession.
0: Hmm. Does that Thank answer you your the question, call. Ruben? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Sorry, Ruben, does that answer your question?
2: Yes, it does. And a quick testimony. Uh, I've been saying the rosary now for uh, three years from a Bible study that I did, and I just want to say uh, it has cleared away a couple of vices that I used to have, you know, getting wrong, going to places where I shouldn't be. But saying the rosary every day has definitely eliminated all these evils from my life. Hmm.
1: Fantastic. Terrific. Thank you for your testimony.
0: Yeah. Yeah, if you have a testimony about how the rosary has changed your life, as Ruben just did, uh, if you have a way that uh, praying the rosary has really made a significant difference in your spiritual life, we'd love to hear from you to encourage and inspire others with that story. 888 is our phone number. Again, Eight 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 nine one four nine one four nine, Or you can check us out. You can send us an email at at relevantradio.com We'll have more discussion about the rosary. There's lots more to talk about uh, with our spiritual director, Father Peter Arm. We'll be back with more of the inner life right after this. Stay with us. Our sponsor, the University of Dallas, invites you to check out The Quest, a five-episode video series on discovering our purpose and living it with courage. Start watching The Quest for free at relevantradio.com/slash quest.
3: Oh, cool of joy to all.
0: Welcome back to the inner life here on Relevant Radio on relevantradio.com and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Patrick Conley, and uh, yeah, we are in the month dedicated to the Holy Rosary, and that means that it's, it is time to take it up yet again and to continue deepening our appreciation of this wonderful prayer, which is what we're talking about. But just quickly before we get back to the topic, you know, it also means that it's getting late in the year, and uh, up where I am, it's getting a little cool, and that's a reminder that. Advent will be here before we know it. Do you have a nativity set to place outside your home during Advent and Christmas? Well, thanks to a generous donor, we're giving away 200 beautiful hand-painted nativity sets valued at over $500 each. Display the true, humble, and profound reason for the season. For your family and the neighborhood, you can sign up to win one of these sets at relevantradio.com slash set. Sign up before midnight. We've got less than a week before midnight central on October the 15th. That's relevantradio.com slash set. Again, we're talking about the Holy Rosary today on the program with our spiritual director, Father Peter Arminio, and uh, just talking about how wonderful uh, the rosary is. Just a quick question, too, Father. Um, the Catechism describes the rosary as the epitome of the whole gospel. What, what does that mean?
1: <clears throat> it means that uh, it's the gospel's greatest hits. In other words, you have the key events of the history of our redemption, Uh, You have the incarnation of the Son of God, uh, the miraculous conception of John the Baptist. Uh, You have the Christmas scene there uh, and other, you know, presentation, Jesus being lost in the temple where he gives a little sneak preview of his um, suffering and death in Jerusalem 33 years later. Mm -hmm. You have the resurrection. So you have all the key events. And what... Why do we meditate on those events? I mean, I think one the usual way, there's all sorts of ways, but the usual way is you say those Hail Marys that serve as background music. I mean, and your mind and your heart meditate on our Lord in his different uh, stages of life, stages of his public life, different aspects of his redemptive life, because everything he does he does for us every that's why we read the gospel because even though it's two thousand plus years old it's a mystery but it's not darkness i mean the protagonist is god and he's eternal and the blessed virgin mary now has entered into another she's not here she doesn't live down the street in, in, in nazareth she is in heaven with her body but glorified so there is there is an eternity to uh the, the word of god especially you know these scenes of, of the Rosary. And so it's not just reviewing uh, pious scenes or you know, interesting scenes of the Lord's life and the Blessed Mother's life, but it is we are personally involved because everything that has happened has happened to, has happened for a reason and it's to serve us personally. Mm. And so another what, what Rosary Sayers recommend, all right, let's say, let's do an easier one, you know, the birth of Jesus. You know, we have so many images of the nativity that we're supposed to adore that blessed, the, 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 the infant, perhaps just be there and adoring him. And hence, I don't know, just pers- personal uh, recommendation. A lot of times the only window people have because they're busy and they have to work is the car. But if you could get a window, if possible, and do it in front of an image of Mary in, in the quiet of your living room or, your, or a church, I highly recommend that because uh, the charm of saying the rosary is to do it as a daughter or a son deals with his mother, uh, mm. because she is, as to quote saints, to quote my my own founder, Saint Jose Maria and Blessed Alvaro del Portillo, that she is that shortcut to the Blessed Virgin Mary. That that phrase "shortcut" is especially meaningful to me because when I was a seminarian in Rome. Uh, my former prelate is now a blessed, you know. Mm. And, you know, and the language he was speaking was Spanish because, you know, there's so many Opus Day centers in Spanish-speaking countries, and the founders founded it in Spain. So anyway, you had to know Spanish. You know, I had already been speaking it for a year and a half or two years, and we had a big get-together of these seminarians. It was packed, room, maybe 200 guys. And, you know, he was talking about the Blessed Mother and how we should be devoted to her how and he said in spanish she's the shortcut the word is atajo and he stopped talking he looked at me and said will someone translate that word for peter and i, <laughs> I didn't you know i didn't give him any pushback i was i was stunned I, go, I was ready to say listen i think i'm okay but he said you know it's a, it's a word he may not know so one you know one guy who about 50 feet away start to crawl and wend his hissel- his self through we were all sitting on the floor packed and he says it means shortcut in English and then Blessed Alvaro says did you get the translation I go yes wonderful I'll resume so yeah. I was embarrassed and he made a scene and it's been providential because I've used that to make the point I mean she is that shortcut, you know, and, um, and he's, he experienced that personally. And, and, you know, I always like to go, I was, I was in, I lived in Rome during the pontificate of St. Uh, John Paul. And I remember, you know, going up to the very top of St. Peter's uh, church, way to the top of the dome. And if I'm not mistaken, the last leg is a kind of a, you know, a rope ladder and you're on the tippy top and there's a little bit of a walkway around the top and I looked down on the, on the roof of the papal apartments, and I saw a man in white uh, circling around a statue of the Blessed Mother with a rosary in his hands, and that was St. John Paul. Oh, nice. And he was very big into that. And I would say, okay, well, you know, they're, they're, let's connect the dots. I'd say probably, you know, with a little help from um, advanced technology and communication, now probably one of the greatest evangelizers who ever lived. Yeah, you know, in terms yeah. of touching other lives, and even in a concert, he's hearing, a, you know, a music. You could see in his hands the rosary. He's always saying the rosary, yeah. and pushing it hard. You know, I. Anyway, so yeah. Uh, oh, go ahead. No, great, great,
0: uh, great anecdotes, great stories to help us appreciate and and learn to value the rosary even more in our own lives. I'm thinking we should go back to the phones, Father. We've got Laurel. Who's sure, let's calling do it. it yeah, we've got Laurel calling in from Oak Park, Illinois. Laurel, thanks for calling in. Welcome.
4: Oh, thank you. Father, um, I'm wondering Oh, you're nuts, um, about the beads, because when I listen to the rosary on Relevant Radio at 7 p.m., I'm generally just laying there and praying along. Now, do you get more grace, or is it more efficacious if you actually have the beads in your hands?
1: I don't, you know, there's nothing revealed uh, my very simple advice say the rosary. Do what, use all the means to say the rosary the best you can. If laying down and listening to relevant radio with, with beads or without beads is uh, very uh, advantageous to your piety, do it and not be complicated. But the traditional way of saying the rosary is to have the beads in your hand and pray the rosary. When Mary's appeared, she's always been fingering the rosary. So I would say, if it's not an inconvenience yeah hold the thing in your hold hold the rosary in your hand uh if you're walking through town or walking through a, a department store and you want to do a deck of the rosary maybe the more natural thing is to use a ring rosary you know so mm. anyway that's just my advice
0: yeah thank you laurel thanks All for right, laurel. the call thank you great laurel great question yeah great question yeah. and uh it's yeah, and one of the things of course the uh, one of the great things that I had to learn as coming into the catholic faith is that yeah There is a physicality to our prayers. I learned that certainly with the sacraments, that there's a physicality to our faith, but even to our prayers and most especially with the Holy Rosary, too. And so it's a a wonderful gift to be able to say that. And even I know Father Rocky is fond of of mentioning this as well. So I'll I'll do him uh, the favor of mentioning it as well, that that even the presence of the of the rosary in your pocket is uh is worthwhile it's it's a reminder it's a it's a help when you reach in there for your keys or whatever it is and there you feel it you know you re- you're you reminded that the that Patrick, that's interesting because
1: right i'm not looking down on my table here i mean yeah. father rocky's uh carry a rosary this is father rocky in a long hand carry yeah. a rosary in your pocket and you'll keep christ in your heart
0: hey there you go that's it yep and, <laughs> and then he has a bulletin board he has a
1: bulletin board and it's
0: typed the same thing. So anyway,
1: I guess the Holy Spirit wants us to contemplate That's right. those
0: words. That's right. Well, hang on to that handwritten note there, uh, Father. That may be worth something yes. someday. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely. All right. Let's go back to the phones. we got Patrick calling in from Trenton, New Jersey. Good afternoon, Patrick. Thanks for calling in.
5: Hi. I think i taking my call. Hi, Patrick. I just Thank wanted you.
0: to share something.
5: i only shared share this with one other person. I'm so glad you're talking about this. This happened during the COVID, and... I was going to church like normal. Everyone was watching it and I was sticking with the church. I was not pulling away from not going to church. And I was, um, uh, just in my room. I was doing my, uh, doing my luminous mystery. And I was in the fifth, um, the Eucharist, the fifth, um, mystery. Um, and it was just like, and maybe you could even explain what you think of it, your version of it. But, uh, I just, like, I don't know if it was an awakening, but it was like a mystical experience where it was like I wasn't even my own body. And and it was just like one time. And I was saying the rosary very devoutly. I never felt this again. But now I could always think back about it and just kind of remember um, that feeling. And it kind of, like, helped my faith a lot. I knew
1: that. Why that happened? You just answered the question. I mean, a good rosary? usually, virtually, usually involves just a a demonstration of a desire to connect with God through the Blessed Mother. And it could be against the grain. We could be antsy. We could be fighting distraction. But the fact that we are seeking the Lord and doing it gives a lot of glory to God. Uh, The Lord, in his infinite wisdom and providence, it's not uncommon that he will give a special grace to confirm the beauty and the veracity of a certain devotion. Um, You were meditating on uh, a very key mystery that is traced back to Mary saying yes to the angel. I mean, we have the Eucharist because Mary said yes. And so the Eucharist and the Blessed Mother are very much connected, and when you were praying about uh, meditating on the institution of the Eucharist, the Lord gave you a very special I would say preternatural, because anything we do in prayer is supernatural. Preternatural, something out of the ordinary, something that doesn't have a, a natural explanation happened to you. And I would hold on to it as a way and even write down the date and the circumstances so that when things are a little bit up, more uphill, which is not a sign that you're not doing well, just a sign that the Lord is taking another course of action in your life, that you recall that experience. Mm.
0: Yeah. Very good. Patrick, thank you for the testimony. Love to hear yes, it. And thanks. If, yeah, if others have, uh, if you have a testimony about how the rosary has changed your life, maybe there was one particular time you're praying it and you did get a tremendous boost, like Patrick just was recounting for us. Give us a call, give us a testimony. 888 914 9149. Again, 888 914 9149. Or send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. Father, I'm just on a personal level. Can I ask when did you first start praying the Rosary?
1: I, uh, on a personal level, coming from uh, my grandmother lived with us. She was from Sicily, and she would definitely she wouldn't invite us to pray. She would pray in Italian, or and but she would be praying the Rosary during the day, and then uh, you'd see her with a Rosary in her hand often. And it's sort of one of my first recollections. I was a little kid. You know, she lived with me in our house all my life. And then across the street was a statue of Mary. And then I guess, you know, reflecting on that, she would stand up, look out the window, and finish her rosary. And I think she was praying the Hail Holy Queen. Huh. Um my mother, so rosaries were all over my house. My mother would habitually pray the rosary at well on her own. And then in my grammar school, now you're talking, I'm 69, I'm talking about when I was six, seven, eight years old. Uh, we, it was a baby boomer, state of New Jersey, so it was a lot of people, three first grade classes with 65 kids. And we were uh, encouraged to, if we get we arrive early to school, that we go into the church and join the, the congregation in praying the rosary for the conversion of Russia. Mm-hmm. And um, so I would ask my grandmother, I said, you know, uh, it, when's Russia going to be converted? Who knows? You'll be gone, I'll be gone, but Mary, that's why we're praying the rosary so one day communism falls, but well, we probably won't see it fall. I remember her saying that. And not only her, but a lot of people says, you know, this is, you know, this will take a colossal miracle for it to fall. And you know, every every morning they'd be praying the rosary. If I got there early, I'd be in there, and and, and then they then then, and then I was instructed how to meditate on the mysteries at in first grade. So it's been with me since first grade. Have I said the did I say the rosary every day? Then I, I got truth be told, no. Uh, I start to say it uh, later on in my when I met Opus Dei. Uh, I was advised in spiritual direction to start doing that. Yeah. So, but all right, you know, I was always attracted to it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Very good. I like it. Let's go back to the phones now. Patty calling in from Highlands Ranch, Colorado. Patty, welcome to the Inner Life. Thanks for calling.
3: Thank you. I just wanted to share a testimony. I uh, had been praying the Rosary every Sunday for years, but I recently had started praying the first Saturday of the month. So I was went to a beautiful park. I was carrying the seeds of Job Rosary. It was just a beautiful Rosary, and unfortunately, a car came behind me, hit me. I was told wow. I flew like a rag doll in the air. Multiple injuries. will I still am recovering from today. Well, when I'm asked sorry. in the hospital, wow. yeah, when asked in the hospital about four days later, what I remember because I was in and out of um, consciousness from several surgeries. I said, I felt angels lay me down, and the lady I was spoken to, she said, do you remember that? And I said, no, I just felt it. Come to find out later that um, a friend had sent me, when you pray the rosary, the Blessed Mary brings choirs of angels with her to protect you. I now say the rosary every day, and I tell my story to
1: many. Thank you. That's a terrific story. Thank you. Mm.
0: Yeah. Patty, wonderful testimony. And uh, thank you for calling in and encouraging us us all with that and a great reminder about how we are drawing close to Our Lady, we are drawing close to Our Lord every time we we are devoutly saying the rosary. So thank you, Patty, for that. If you have a testimony to give about how the rosary has changed your life and deepened your relationship with Our Lord, Our Lady, and and Our Lord's Church— Give us a call, join the conversation at 888 914 9149. Again, 888 914 9149. Maybe you have questions about saying the rosary as well. We've had some good questions so far this hour. 888 914 9149, or send us an email, life at relevantradio.com. It's time for our next break, but we're, we'll be back with more conversation about the Holy Rosary with our spiritual director, Father Peter Armenio, coming up next. Our sponsor, the University of Dallas, invites you to check out *The Quest*, a five-episode video series on discovering our purpose and living it with courage. Start watching *The Quest* for free at relevantradio.com/slash-quest. Welcome back to the inner life here on Relevant Radio. My name is Patrick Conley. My thanks to Nick Sentovich, our producer, and Thomas Engesser taking your phone calls today, as well as to our spiritual director, Father Peter Arminio, as we are talking about the Holy Rosary. Just want to remind you that this coming July, our whole team will be live in Indianapolis at the National Eucharistic Congress, and Relevant Radio is offering an easy, family friendly travel experience thanks to Nativity Pilgrimage. So let's do it. Let's show up for Jesus together. Find more information about travel packages at relevant slash encounter. That's relevant slash encounter. Well, father, uh, you know, we have, of course the family rosary across America right here on relevant radio with father Rocky and Maggie. Every, every evening you can watch a video stream. You can pray it online with us. You can pray it over your radio waves as well with us. You can call in and give intentions as well. And that's at 7 PM central every day. But that comes from a longstanding tradition, I think, of, of like couples and families praying the rosary together. You want to talk a little bit about the, the value in that?
1: Yes. Um, this comes from uh, the highest authority. Uh, St. John Paul uh, encouraged families, beginning with husband and wife, to pray the rosary because the rosary would unite them and create a greater atmosphere of affection and love and spirit of service. Uh, My two cents is that the husband and wife, especially when they have kids, and uh, depending on the age of the kids, they may not want to invite the kids to say the whole rosary, especially if they're little, just so that the rosary doesn't become odious because it's hard to, to keep your attention on the mysteries, especially if you're, I don't know, nine years old. Sure. but you know, a lot of times I'm wrong. Uh, it's <laughs> precisely those little kids who want to do the whole rosary. So whatever works, but at least there's some part of that rosary said in the family. And the earlier, the better, just so that beautiful Christian habit, which is so powerful in the eyes of the Lord. And there's a vested interest. There's, a, there's a protective element to it. Uh, there's, a an inspiration to, if you've gone off the rails spiritually or morally she'll bring you back so there's uh, a lot of uh, benefits to of the family rosary and that's been a, tradi- a, a tradition in the church for the past few centuries that you know the family prays the rosary together and that really adds to the christian tone of the family so mm-hmm. anyway
0: yeah. Okay. Well, great. And, uh, yep. We'll take it from you, Father, and we'll take it from St. <laughs> John Paul II as well. And that it's a great thing to do as couples, as families, uh, to pray the rosary together. Let's go back to the phones. Tom calling in from Wisconsin. Tom, thanks for holding, and thanks for calling the inner life.
2: Uh, good morning. Mine is a testimony. My, uh, my son was in two motorcycle accidents, neither of which wow. he was supposed to survive. The first, yeah, the first one he had. Inner bleeding on the brain, and, and the doctors oh. said the le- likelihood of death it was a high probability. Um, the second uh, the second one was he uh, he was dragged underneath a car for about thirty feet, and the car ended up going right over his pelvis, and he ended up with three screws in his pelvis and thirty two oh. broken and or fractured bones, and. Uh, that, that doctor said he, uh, usually they end up as organ donors um, wow. when that much happens to them.
0: And, uh, you know, I,
2: I can't say I say the rosary every single day. I certainly try and I, I, I credit uh, Mary and, and prayers to, you know, to, by saying the rosary to him living. I, I don't think I could handle never having anything happen to any one of my kids.
1: Wow. How's he doing now? How's he doing now?
2: He has a little slump in his right shoulder, but uh, he'll have, you know, aches and pains. He's he's young. He's only 24. Um, but wow. he's going to have aches and pains the rest of his life. But uh, everything considered, yeah. he could to come out of it much better than what he did.
1: Wow. I, I don't mean to get personal, but can, is he saying the rosary? Or does he realize that? His not. life was saved. Okay, well, I, I don't uh, I'm sure so. you've told them. I said, listen, and, uh, the rosary, you're here because of the rosary. I mean, you know, uh, yeah. we won't swear yeah. in a court of law, but it seems that's the case.
2: Yeah, yeah. and, you know, with all three of my kids, I'm, I'm trying to bring them back to the church. And,
1: uh, wonderful, wonderful. You know, sometimes that's baby stuff sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. know. All right, you have our prayers.
0: Yeah, indeed. And Tom keeps saying that rosary and being setting that example for your kids. I think it's a great thing. And thanks be to God that uh, our Lord, our Lady answered in such powerful ways in the life of your son, sparing the life of your son, not once, but twice. Let's go now to Helen calling in from St. Petersburg, Florida. Helen, welcome to The Inner Life. Thanks for calling in.
4: Hello. I was wondering if um, there's such a thing as a book or some literature that tells how to meditate on all of the mysteries. In all my Catholic years, I I really haven't come across anything like that.
1: Well, there is a book, uh, probably a lot of books, but it's published by Midwest Theological Forum, and it's called The Handbook of Prayers. And included in that handbook are meditations and elaborations on each mystery of the rosary. So just keep that in your memory bank, Midwest Theological Forum. Go to the website and you could get either the student version which is skinnier, which has those mysteries or the a, a bigger version that has the whole mass there. But it's so you could ask for that and uh, and, take, and they'll send you a copy. Mm.
0: Yeah, great suggestion. In fact, our producer Nick said he'll put the book link in our show notes as well, which can be found at relevantradio.com slash inner life. Good question, Helen, and and just my two cents on that one. I think I've mentioned it before on the program, but oftentimes when I'm driving, I'll hook up to the Relevant Radio app. You can also find it at relevantradio.com, and you can choose the 28-minute version of the rosary that includes Father Rocky giving some meditations on each of the mysteries. And I found they really helped me. Uh, to focus in on the mysteries as I'm as I'm praying along uh, with each of the each of the individual decades. So, uh, just a little bit of suggestion there as well. Sure. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. We're talking today about the Holy Rosary here with our spiritual director, Father Peter Armenio, and uh, lots of great calls coming in. Let's go now to Renee, uh, who is calling in from Chicago. Renee, welcome to the Inner Life. Thanks so much for calling in.
4: Good morning. Thank you. Um, My beautiful rosary story begins um, about in 2016. Um, I'll share that my husband and I got married 35 years ago in the church. Uh, We did not remain in the church. He was raised Presbyterian, so I slipped away. We raised the children outside of the church, but um, I remained still Catholic in my heart, and um, in 2014... My husband suffered a spinal cord injury, and I was still outside of the church at that point praying for healing and recovery for him. And then I reverted into the church in 2016 and uh, continued to pray for his um, miraculous physical healing and his conversion into the church. And I put a clear glow in the dark rosary underneath his pillow, along with a green scapular and a few. Um, medals that had been blessed um, and I continued to pray and ask for Our Lady's intercession and I don't know maybe a year or a year and a half later I checked underneath the pillow I had actually mm-hmm. placed the rosemary right on top of the mattress cover um, well actually I should correct that put the rosary right on top of the mattress itself. Then I covered Mm -hmm. it with the mattress cover and the fitted sheet, and I continued to pray and pray and pray. When I um, needed to clean the bedding, I saw a beautiful um, discoloration right on the mattress of a gold um, image of the rosary as it had been kind of just laid strewn on the mattress. And I could even sort of see the images, the darker, colored beads, uh, the bigger beads, I should say, of the Our Father, and I could see the image of the cross. And we all know that when you pray the rosary in Medjugorje, uh, people have said their rosaries turned gold. So what I have now is a discoloration of the rosary in gold right on my mattress. Mm. So I know Our Excellent. Lady had been praying and interceding for
1: him. Wonderful. That's a beautiful sign.
0: Yeah.
1: We'll thank Our Lady for that yeah keep let's keep saying the rosary
0: yeah amen let's keep let's do it i mean lots of great testimonies coming in today as we're talking about the holy rosary uh i think we got time for one more let's go to barbara now calling in from newport rhode island good afternoon barbara thanks for calling in
6: oh you're welcome my story starts in fifth grade when one of the nuns told us about fatima and our lady asking us to pray the rosary every day So Mm -hmm. I tried to do it, sometimes I would fall asleep, but I did it my whole life. And one time coming home from high school, I was praying the rosary and I said to Mary, "Uh, look, after college, I want you to find me a good husband like my dad, who is a holy man. And I would name any girl I had, Mary. Big mistake. Mm -hmm. I ended up having (laughs) eight Marys and two boys but I was pregnant with number eight. I had seven girls in a row. All Whoa. Mary, Mary, Pat, Mary, Mary, Joe, Marie, Kathleen, Mary, Christine, Marie, Elizabeth, Mary, Ellen, Marie, Maureen, Mary, Jim, Mike, <laughs> and Maria, Teresa. <laughs> so um, <laughs> so she, and she has a great sense of humor because after seven girls, I said, Gee, Mary, I want a boy for my, my husband. I never had prayed for a girl or a boy. And sure enough, number eight was a boy and then number nine was a boy and number 10 was another girl and so we have a beautiful family and thank you god they're almost i think all but three are in the church
1: and so that's the answer to our prayer wonderful great story thank you
0: (laughs) I love it, Barbara. What I was going to
1: ask her for her. one of her sons' name was Mario. But, you know.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, did, you, did
1: no, any of your sons get named,
6: named Mary? Son, we named the first son James Francis for the two fathers and the father-in-law, you know, the father and the father-in-law's right.
5: father. Right, right.
6: Yeah. yeah.
3: And, uh, anyway.
6: and, and my life has not been easy, but no. Mary has always been with me, and um, I recently had... With was a great opportunity of having Ivan, one of the visionaries from Medjugorje, come to my house, mm-hmm. and he had a apparition, so I
1: can say Mary came here, too. <laughs> wow. Con- congratulations. Wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Barbara. Thank you for the phone call, Father. We've only got about a minute here before we ask All for right. your blessing. But uh, if people are maybe just getting started, maybe they're struggling to to really take on the rosary as a as a discipline, whether it be daily or regularly of some sort. Any advice that you would give in our closing minute here?
1: Yes, I would. Uh, I'm into baby steps. Obviously, our lady's asked for the rosary, but she's our mother. And I would have as a goal to say the rosary every day, whether it's in the car, whether it's in a church or in your living room. And if you're not used to it yet, I would gradually work toward it and start with the deck of the rosary, maybe even select a mystery that is easier for you, and take it from there. I mean, the Mm -hmm. dividends are very high, and many of us could testify to that. So Mm -hmm. thank you.
0: Yeah, well, I appreciate the advice, Father, and we appreciate you being here as our spiritual director talking about the Holy Rosary, honoring Our Lady and the the power of the rosary here during this month that's dedicated to the Holy Rosary as well. And, Father, as you know, we always like to ask for a blessing from our spiritual directors before we let them go, so if you would, please.
1: Sure. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your... Sending the Blessed Virgin Mary as our mother, who who was an instrument to incarnate your son. Help us take advantage of this beautiful gift you have given us. God bless you all. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Great being with everybody. Thank you. God Amen. bless. Thank
0: you, Father. Yes, wonderful to have you on. Again, if you are needing to listen again to some portion of the show or share it with others, it's a great way to do it is to go to relevantradio.com slash innerlife, where you can find it there to share out again coming up next is the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass with our Celebrant Father Matthew Seminar and then tomorrow on the program we're going to have something that actually I think ties right in with today's show we're going to be talking about living out the Our Father so another great way of growing in our dedication to the Rosary with our spiritual director Father Jim Goins until then grace and peace